0: This is the Gary V Audio Experience.
1: I think for me, the, uh, the game is I'm driven by gratitude. Gratitude is my fuel. I think most people burn out because they're looking for money. They're looking for short-term highs. You know, when, when the game itself and the process and gratitude is the mix of your gasoline, you'll run forever. When it's about getting a watch, or buying a new home, or getting a new pair of Yeezys, you're finished. And so I see a lot of people looking for quick highs. I wanna get that girl, I wanna get that guy, I wanna get that plane, I wanna get that you know, car. That is just not sustainable. When you're like, I cannot believe I'm alive, thank you so much, and oh my God, I can't wait to wake up and fight and grind and try to win, I love the game, you're unstoppable. I I just never run out of energy because those two things never run out. The game's forever and gratitude's forever. So I am like every other human. When something ends, I also have a moment where I don't have the energy. But for me, the game of trying to be a great entrepreneur and the game of being grateful as the operating system of your soul is a forever game. You know what it is? I like my lows as much as I like my highs. Right? Like, I like losing. I think it's part of the game. I think it's uh, appropriate. I think it I like being humbled, because then I get I get pumped. Like, like I love when I lose. And it's like I love when there's like a new game that I find where it's like pickleball or like Smash, ball, like or or darts in college. I remember. I was like, oh really? Like I love the feeling of getting my ass kicked at first, because I love the climb. And I, don't, I also am very into my own head. So I think a lot of people struggle when they lose because they're worried about what everybody else thinks. Right. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck what everybody else thinks. Like they fucking suck at shit too. Like I'm in my own head. And so you know the other thing, now I will say this. The thing I care about the most is the health and well-being of the 10 people closest to me, right? I do think that God forbid when one day, hopefully very far away, whether it's parents or something even worse, that that will stop me dead in my tracks, real life stuff. Not losing an account or not making money or making a bad deal, somebody quitting that's a good employee, that can't stop me. That doesn't mean enough.
0: And you know what, what I've admired about you is you just have a strong internal frame of reference to where Like you know, everything that's not in alignment with that bounces off, right? So, for the average person who's not wired that way and they're externally frame of reference, yes, would you say that they should invest their time being more internal or kind of like go with their how they're wired and throw some things in there? What would you advise people who are not wired like you?
1: You know, I think I think nobody's wired like me, we're all wired differently. I, I would say a couple things number one, you have to find a way to genuinely appreciate yourself for your strengths and your shortcomings. Some people are just stunningly attractive. (laughs) Some people, there's about 32 guys tonight here in Dallas that are about to get drafted that were remarkably athletic. You know, I wasn't either one of those two and like, that's okay. But I know how to sell stuff and I'm a good guy and like, you know, to me what I would say to people is the judgment you're placing on yourself was created through either a combination of DNA or the way that you were brought up. And you need to spend time with optimistic, positive people that aren't judging you to break out of that framework. Glass half full is a terrible way, you know, excuse me, glass half empty is a terrible way to live life. Like looking at everything and being pessimistic is the worst thing that can happen to you and you should do everything in your power, whether that is going and seeing somebody, whether that is changing your friends, whether that is abruptly getting up and moving to Peru for the rest of your fucking life, whatever you have to do to get out of a place where you go negative is something you have to figure out. Whether you have to, listen, I'm not a doctor, but whether you have to get medicated, whether you have to like, like what my biggest thing is who do you spend time with and who do you consume? If you're spending all your time with pessimistic friends, you're in deep shit. If you're listening to the news all the time, you're in deep shit. The end.
0: Right. And what's cool about this is, like, I've seen this happen to where you build, you put out so much goodwill and content in the marketplace to where you don't even need to sell. Like, it's, it's done. By the time people see you, they already know they want to buy versus people. trying Do the opposite of no value and just sell, sell, sell.
1: That's because I'm a marketer and a branding guy, not a salesman. Mm. But I'm also a salesman. Look at the earlier question I asked you. You said, what are you gonna do? I said, sell. I know how to sell. I know how to brand. The best way to sell in the world is not to run retargeting programs or affiliate marketing. It's build a fucking brand. Everybody, you think my man here is wearing those Nikes because they cookied him, (laughs) right? Like, like everybody here is, wear, everything they're wearing, everything, the, the underwear I'm fucking, witness, what is it? Calvin Klein. It's fucking brand. It's fucking brand, it's all brand. That's exactly right. I don't wanna ask people to buy my shit. I wanna say I have a new sneaker out and people buy that shit. I have a new book out, of course. And here's the best part, and this is the most important fucking part in the entire game. When I ask for something, come see me speak. Come buy my sneaker come by my book, I give away all this free shit, better than anyone, I think I'm at the top of the game, free, free. If they don't, I understand. I have zero expectations to convert. Too many people are giving away shit for only, when you give with expectation, you're a piece of shit. You're not a good person. When you give, and you have an expectation, you're a manipulator. You're not a giver. I give and have zero expectations. The chips will fall where they are. If it goes great, mazel talk. If not, I wasn't providing enough value. That's on me. I don't give, I'm not doing this interview for any other reason than I know that it's leverage for you and it's gonna put you on and you can use it for other shit that you wanna do. And you know how good that makes me feel? That's real life.
0: And I think that the cool thing about that is from a systems point of view, that does not create resentment within you. Because if you were giving.
1: Correct. And you eliminate the certain have, negativity. Brother, I have zero expectations of everybody. Right. I could give a fuck. I have zero expectations of my own employees. What Many will argue with me in my own organization that one of my shortcomings is my lack of expectations. It's just the way, th- I just have empathy. I'm just overly to a fault. I would argue to a fault, empathetic. And I've brought it back to create more accountability and candor, but yeah, man, that's a, you, you, you're very smart to follow up what I said by that. That was a very good job by you. That's the right insight. I'm, you know why I'm always fucking happy? I don't fucking expect anything from people. Most of you are unhappy because you've got expectations of somebody. Your mother, your friend, what you did at work, your boss, your homie. I got zero, when I lend somebody 20 bucks, I may pretend that shit's gone. I'm giving you 20 bucks.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I had one funny question here. I was debating whether to, ask. And I'm gonna fucking ask, I, ask it. I'm gonna ask I'm gonna I'm gonna put my few cents. But yeah. the question is, what was your payout from your dad's wine business to build this business? And my answer in my mind is like, dude, it's the work ethic, it's the grind, it's the integrity.
1: Financially, it was zero. Financially, it was zero. When I let when you know VaynerMedia was started by me selling a client from Gillette an eighty thousand dollar program, and that was the money that was started. The payout was dick. I had zero percent of the business. I didn't get a loan, nothing. I built that business. For my family, because my family brought me to America and raised me perfect, and so nothing. The payout was zero, zero dollars, zero. That's why when people talk shit, I laugh. I'm competing. I competed against people that raised a million dollars. Like, look, you were given a liquor store. I sure wasn't. Like, come and fucking look at my fucking taxes. Come see me, motherfucker. I built my fucking parents' liquor store for them. Facts. Now come see me when you got an excuse that, oh, easy for you, Gary GaryVee. You got a $3 million liquor store. Dickface, go read the fucking articles. I started in a company that was doing $3 million making 300,000 in profit, I worked my dick off from 22 to 34, 15 hours a day, to build a business for my parents that I left at 34 with nothing. Now tell me who had it worse, dick? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there I go. And, and that's my thing, right? For years I never clarified that. The reason I'm not mad at people for saying it is I didn't talk about it because, you know, it was a family business, I didn't know like, I didn't want to put my family's business out there, but now I talk about it with fire because I'm just tired of your excuses. And fuck me, who gives a fuck what I accomplished? Don't look at me. Look at somebody who's fucking born in like the deep jungles of like whatever and comes to America, and fucking eat you. My parents did it better than me. Fuck me. My parents came here with nothing, lived in a studio at 23 years old with a hundred dollars, fucking forget me there's a there's 50 million people that came from dick shit and fucking made it so what the fuck's your excuse entitlement you're fucking entitled if you ever bought a $5 starbucks coffee you're fucking soft if you ever in your life bought a $5 fucking coffee from starbucks you are fucking soft globally in the 7.7 billion people you're fucking fancy you're soft Dollar fucking cup of coffee, fuck you. So I don't wanna hear it from the people in my comments or people like behind my back. You live in fucking, you you, you live in like 99% of my comments are from people in first world countries. Like fuck you. What, your best friend's parents bought him a BMW and not you, you fucking soft piece of shit. I can't deal with it, it's fucking ridiculous. People are, oh oh, you're mad at your homie because their parents their parents, his parents, her parents paid for their Coachella trip, but you had to work to pay for yours? You went to Coachella. Like what is the matter with you? It's the expectation. You didn't, you didn't entitlement, know. brother, yeah. fucking global entitlement. You're fucking all entitled, period. Nobody has anything to complain about, almost nobody. Unless you're the worst human on earth. In the world rankings of humans, you're 7.7 billion. You live in a cage and you're a slave somewhere where nobody's looking. Because that's who that person is. Unless you're that person, stop complaining. I think it's shifting. A- can I say one last thing? Yeah. Because I know a lot of people watching this and are like, where's he going? Here's my thing Millions of you have the hardships. But when you're in the mindset of not complaining, it's game over. My mother lost her mother when she was five. Her father then spent a decade in fucking jail. She lived in Soviet Russia, and she never complained once. I just don't have time for everybody else.
0: And I think it's your mindset of having a 100% of
1: confidence. Accommod- feeling is thinking somebody else is in charge. I know why you're upset. You actually think somebody else is in charge. I, I understand, I don't. I don't think anybody's in fucking charge. Not my parents, not my wife, not the government, not fucking anybody. I'm in charge. You're exactly right. And here's my thing, just go there for a year. Go there for one fucking day. Go there for one day, see what it feels like. To be in charge. It's fucking everything
0: so when it comes to uh, another question that we got a lot is all the algorithm changes for Facebook Instagram <laughs> How do you, I know it's a crazy thing People it's worry a
1: about great that. segue like I know. like really is this what like after that whole fucking four minutes that's what you get like that's a, I love that you followed up with that It's fucking free It's fucking free yes, they changed the algorithm. You should have been building up your email list. You should have started a podcast. You should have been on YouTube. You should have done more collaborations. You should have milked it harder when it was fucking Nirvana. It's on you, Dick. It's fucking on you. I'm glad they changed out. My email list for Wine Library used to have 90% over rates in 1997, because nobody was doing email. Now it's fucking 12, 15, 19%. The market changed. Tough luck. It's fucking free. And they, and they complain about free. <laughs> it's Instagram's free. Like it's fucking free. Like what what you're sad now because the detox tea company can't give you as much money because you're not reaching as many people? Is that really where your life's at? Sorry. It's all about humility. Right. Who the fuck do you think you are? That's what it's about. You know why I go so hard? Because I'm humble. Because no matter how good it is right now and all these people watching, I'm so flattered, this guy, like all this, all that's going on. I never think it means that I'm special. I gotta work harder tomorrow than yesterday, not softer. And listen, you wanna cash in and you worked so hard making videos and you need a month in Costa Rica to drink tequila? Enjoy yourself, but know that you're giving something up because while you're drinking tequila in Costa Rica, I'm taking your attention.